turn in your Bibles, and I'm speaking on prayer again. And um, it is in this communication with God that we find our security. And then we're going back to Isaiah 55, verse 6, and verses 8 and 9. And um, these verses are, are very important because they speak to us about God being near to us. Seek God while he is here. Pray to him while he is close at hand. So we are looking that, that God is near us and we need to pay attention. Did you ever have somebody sneak up on you and you suddenly found out that they were there? Huh? Scare the you know, socks off you? <laughs> And what happened? You didn't know that they were there. Well, God is always there. And just that we don't, we don't sense it or we don't pay attention to it. And that God is there. God is here with us. And it's like sometimes it's a surprise. Sometimes it's a surprise that God is here. God is that close to us. You know, um, um, was, I, was, I was thinking of uh, Joe and... Um, comes to the house, please. And Andrea, Andrea. She was at the house, and she was, um, she was there one day, and, and I, I came home, and she didn't know I was there, and I knocked on the door, and, because I knew she was, she was in there working, and, and I, I knocked on the door, and I opened the door, and she's standing there, and I'm saying, hello, 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 and I stepped in and go, hello, and she about went through the ceiling. And, you know, I mean, she screamed and yelled and almost fell on the floor, and I was like, I yelled and I knocked and I, I did all this stuff and you didn't know I was here, you know? Well, sometimes it's like that with God. He has been knocking and he has been speaking and all of a sudden it's, whoa, God is here. And so the challenge is for us to know that God is here. Right here at this moment in our life and he is here for us to pray to him and know that he is close at hand. God is close to us. And then verse 8 and 9. Someone want to read it? Do you have it up? Do you have it in there? I know I didn't tell you ahead of time. But does anybody have it? Yeah, Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. 55, verse 8 and 9. What does it say? Yeah. My thoughts and my ways are not like yours. Hello. Did you ever, did you ever, t did, you know, sometimes Rhonda and I don't think alike. Imagine that. <laughs> Any of you other have that problem? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, well, which one is wrong? Whoops. <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one is wrong? We don't think alike, you know? Friends, you know, why are we friends? Because we think differently, or maybe we think alike. But verse 8 says, I don't think the way you think. And the way you work isn't the way that I work. Hmm. So you see, there's a way that God is working in our life, and the way that God is working in Brad and Steph's life, the way that God is working in our life. You know, if you think of the ministry that Rhonda and I have had here, I mean, I've been a counselor, uh, you know, worked at New Day and, and, you know, counseled hundreds of people, maybe thousands. Um, I worked at the hospital as a chaplain, and, and I've seen thousands of people. Yesterday, we were, we were in, a, in the uh, grocery store, and an individual came up to me and, you know, was talking to me and said, you know, her, that her mother is in hospice and she, her mother's dying. 
And she said, I've missed you. <laughs> and I, I said, well, I haven't been there uh, because of you know, being off of work. But she was waiting to see me so that she could talk to me about her mother and her, mother, you know, her mother's condition and her mother's death and you know, you know, her decline. And so there in the aisles of, what is it? Giant Eagle. See, names leave me. Even Giant Eagle. Uh, that there in the aisle of Giant Eagle, someone is coming up to me and saying, you know, and they don't, they don't go to this church. They're, 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 they don't come, you know. Well, anyhow, they, 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 they've never been in our church. But I've known them from the, we've known them from the community. Rhonda has taught their children. That'll give you a clue as to who it might be. Yeah, right. Uh, and so we were able to talk about what was going on with her mother's illness and what was going on. And, and I asked her, you know, finally got to the point, oh, how's your mother spiritually? Is she frightened? And we talked about how that no matter how frightened we may be, when we ask Christ to forgive us and live within our hearts, that's a security and peace, even if we've done it a thousand times. It doesn't matter. We can continue to do it again to find that place of peace. You see, God is at work in ways that we don't understand. God is at work in ways that we don't understand. I remember whenever we, uh, we came here. Um, we were pastoring in, in Catanning, and, and uh, I went to this church and someplace else. And I was there in a very extended time. I stayed way beyond what I should have. I was there six months. <laughs> you imagine that. I was there six months. And it was, it was probably the worst place I've ever been in my life because we, not, from the very first meeting, you know, I don't even, I, you know, it's like I have no idea, no clue why I ever felt I should go there. Because from the very first time I met with the, the individuals of that community, we clashed. And things were off on the wrong foot and things didn't work. And I was there six months. And, but you know, it was, the, this church was not open at that time when I first went there. And it was open in the six-month interval. And I came here and spoke. And 32 years later, here we are. God is at work. He doesn't, he doesn't always do things the way that we think he should. And so I don't think the way you think, and I don't work the way you work. You see, so whenever we are then to pray, it's important that we pray and we are honest with God. It's important that, you see, our prayers are about giving to God what we are thinking and feeling. Because if we're not honest with who we are, how are we going to know what needs changed? <laughs> how do you change something? If you're, if you're false with your, your, your conversation and you're telling God something you think he wants to hear, then which one are you correcting? What do you think he wants you to hear or you? But as we are honest with God and honest with ourselves, we find that God is at work doing something in us. And, you know, we are honest about what God wants to do in our life. God has a call upon each of our lives. God's call for Rhonda and I has been to stay here these years. And, and, and God has seen fit to bless us with you. <laughs> and God has seen fit to bless us with Brad and Steph for the last 10 years. And Ethan and Emma. <laughs> God has seen fit to bless us with, their, with them for the last 10 years. And these are all part of... You know, that's, 
that's something very peculiar in the church world. Because average stays are four or five years. And, but God has been able to work in a way that we have been able to work here and in the community. And so God has always done something a little different in us, and I hope he's been able to do something different in your life, and how that he changes us and how that he, he grows us. But God is at work in our lives, and I like things to grow, but I don't like things to change. <laughs> That's an oxymoron. You know, it doesn't make sense. You know, oxy. It's like oxyclean. It just dissolves stuff. No, it doesn't. Anyhow, you will miss my humor. See, that's it. Because yeah. nobody, nobody has a, a sense of humor like that, you know. So, yeah. What's that? Brad has a good sense of humor, too, so. Yeah, he's he's the he's the movie expert, you know. You know, the the one liners are that might not necessarily be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So but the relationship is established for us by Jesus Christ. And hearing from God flows out of our relationship. That's why they know that it's time for them to move on. Because of that relationship. But in the same token, we know that it's time for us continue to grow. And it's that relationship that we have with God that, that causes what God wants to be accomplished to flow out of our lives. And that God's will would be accomplished. We would never want to stop the will of God in our life from being accomplished. That would be the, the, the worst mistake we could ever make in our life is to try and know to do something and not do it. That would be a death sentence to us as individuals. So we must recognize what God is doing because of our relationship, because of our prayers, because of the given flow of God's spirit and his word in our life. We must see how God is at work in us and be honest with him and know that this relationship is established for us and it's for our best. You see, and this is, this is the, the unique thing about the will of God. It is for Brad and Steph and Ethan and Emma, it is in their best interest to move on. And it is in our best interest that they move because it is the will of God. They feel it is the will of God, therefore it must be. Therefore they must follow the footsteps of what they feel God wants for them. In the same token, we have that same responsibility to be God's instrument where we are at, to hear the voice of God, to be at peace with what God is doing in us and around us, even though because God doesn't work the way we work, he doesn't think the way we think, and he has a way of helping us understand. But if we don't pray specifically, we don't get a clear picture of what we are hearing from God. Romans chapter 5 says, Therefore, since we have been justified, made right with God, through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. So it is by God's grace that we have access to God, and in that access to God, it comes down to where we are standing. Where we stand in our life, and we stand upon a very firm secure foundation. 
God loves us. God has a plan for us. God has a purpose for our life. So no matter what we may be feeling, we do have a relationship with God. We belong to Him, and this foundation is built upon Jesus Christ, and because of that, we have peace with God. And from this place of peace, then, we continue our day-by-day life going through the circumstances that come and go, the circumstances that we love and the circumstances that we wish never happened. But God has a way of bringing us through these things. Because we do have this relationship with Jesus Christ, we are secure. We are secure because Jesus is with us and we now grow in the development of that relationship and he is here. (laughs) What? He is here. He's beside you. You see, Jesus is near us. He is here with us. He's inside of us. We grow in this relationship. We move into an experience of God in our lives that deepens. It isn't a one-time shot. It's something that grows over time. It's a deepening experience. It's a deepening of a relationship. It's It's a learning how to hear his voice. It's a learning of how to hear his voice. And hopefully, God is very familiar with yours. You know, not the high-pitched, God! (laughs) You know, know, we've all done that maybe a few times. That's the only time you speak to God. God, what are you doing? No, it's, you know, everyday life. The everyday decisions, the everyday goings in and out of our life, we are conversing with God. You know, and we have our, you know, our prayer chains or whatever that people call and say, pray for you. At that moment, we pray for them. God, you know, so-and-so has a need. I pray that you be with them in their need. Do you ever see people that you, you just look at and you, you know they need help? And you just say, God, be with them. Help that person. You know, help that person. I don't even know their name. But you're praying for them, and that is important. Your prayers are important. And sometimes God will open the door for you to interact with them and help them in different ways, but sometimes that will never happen. But praying for individuals is not this long, elaborate, you know, down, you know, half-hour exhortation. It is a statement of intent from our heart because we sense a need in a person's life, and we say, God, help them. Be with them. You know, I often, you know, give people a hug and say, God bless you. That's prayer. God be with them, help them, comfort them, give them peace of heart and mind. See, prayer is not making a speech. Prayer is not a one-sided conversation. Prayer is communicating. Isaiah says, pray to him while he is close. (laughs) He's there. (laughs) That's to wake you up, I think. But he is there. You, he hears you. He, you know, sometimes we're startled by, he's that close. And I didn't realize it. Pray to him while he is for, here. And it's a straightforward conversation. And did you know that prayer involves more than just talking? <laughs> prayer involves more than just talking. How many different ways do we communicate? 
<laughs> Is that body language? How many different ways do you communicate? <laughs> Anybody roll their eyes? <laughs> you ever know, you know somebody rolls their eyes? My. See, we have body language. We have body language. We have sculpting. We have paintings. Painting on the back. What is it? We're communicating. Communicating is praying. The Bible says we pray with groanings that can't even be uttered. And the Spirit interprets them. Did you ever go, oh. <laughs> Anybody ever do that? Yeah. Now, Sometimes we, uh, it's somebody, <laughs> okay? But the groaning that we have here is that we are saying, oh God, <laughs> what are we doing? That's a prayer. It's, what are you, you're communicating the anguish of what's going on on the inside. You're communicating facial expressions. How about dancing? How about writing? You see, sometimes, what, where do you feel comfortable? Some people don't feel comfortable in conversation. But they feel comfortable in writing. So writing your prayer. Why? Because we are recognizing that God is near. We don't have to mail God the letter. Pastor, I wrote God a letter. Will you deliver it to him? You see, we pray all the time. It's just that we don't realize that, oh God. <laughs> and I, I, I hate it. I hate when people take the name of Jesus in vain because they don't realize that the person they're talking to is right there. You know? They don't recognize that his presence is right there and they are offending him with their language and with their derogatory statements. But prayer is communicating with God and we have our favorite ways to communicate and God is fluent in all ways of communication. God is fluent in every way of communication. So if we need to just stop for a moment and say, oh God, if we need to lay on the floor and put our face to the floor and say, oh God, if we need to kneel in an altar or by our bed, say, oh God, driving down the road and just stopping, you know, in a moment saying, God, thank you for being with me. We're praying. Praying. God must enjoy the prayers. God most enjoys the prayers that are natural, that are direct, that are simple. God enjoys our natural. What is, what is you? I know that's the wrong term. But what is you? What words are used to describe how you're feeling? You know best how to state them. That is what God wants to hear. And he wants to hear the good things. He wants to hear the bad things. The good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, he wants to hear them. He wants, to, he wants them to come from you because they're yours. And the most important quality of communication is our gut-level honesty. 
that which comes from deep within, our gut-level honesty. God, I don't like this one bit. (laughs) Okay? You know, I don't like one bit. Don't like whatever it may be. And it's what's in our, and just saying what it is. And when you pray, Jesus says, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corners so that everybody will see them. You see, God loves our simple prayers, our simple, direct conversation that is just us saying to God what's on our life. When we're afraid, you know, we tell him. Whenever we're troubled, we tell him. When we have doubts, we tell him. When we're angry, we let it rip. (laughs) Job prayed, I loathe my very life. Job was in such anguish, he says, I I just, I don't like my life at all. (laughs) I don't like the pain. I don't like everything being robbed from me. My children and my houses and my land and my wealth and everything is gone from me. I don't like it. I loathe this. But Jesus never criticized the honest, direct prayers. Only those that were long and showy. And I I close with this. As a parent, if your child climbed up on your lap and said, Daddy, I'm afraid of the dark. Would you help me? What is that? It's a very simple, direct, honest prayer. How about this one? Do you imagine your child coming up and sitting on your lap? Oh, grand, omnipotent father of my household, I beseech your presence. Oh, oh, great provider of all that I have, grant me thy presence, O Father. Though the long hours of the night, I am caught in a lingering fear, and these fears they beset me all night long. Stay with me, dear Father, until dawn's first rays of light come through my windows and fill my heart with hope. Please, O Father, hear my prayer. (laughs) If that was your kid sitting on your lap, what would you say? What do you want? (laughs) What is it that you're asking me? (laughs) What do you want of me? Can you imagine God? You know, here we are thinking... I can't pray. How many ever thought that you don't know how to pray? What's wrong with the rest of you? You lying? (laughs) How many have ever thought you don't know how to pray? Well, I mean, we all have. Because we think that prayer is this, oh, omnipotent Father, grandiose, wonderful being, creator of heaven and earth, sustain me now in my hour of deepest need. May you come by me and wake me, touch me, do this, do that. And, you know, God, I need your help. How many know how to say that? Then you know how to pray. (laughs) We know how to pray. It's just that we, we think that praying is something other than just being who we are with the God who is right beside us, communicating, we communicate with him, with God, our need. Pray with honesty. Be honest with who you are and what you think and what you feel. 
Don't pray what you think you should pray. Well, I, I don't think I should pray this way. <laughs> Why? Who told you you shouldn't? Pray with sincerity. Be honest. Keep it simple. Make it specific. Open your heart to give of what you have and open your heart to receive of what he will give back. Prayer is a two-way communication. But it begins with us opening the door. Amen? Can we be that simple? <laughs> Can we be that simple? <laughs> or do I need to read the prayer again? <laughs> Can we be that simple? Why? Because seek God while he is here. Pray to him while he is close. And remember, he doesn't think the way you think. And the way you work isn't the way he works. So you need to tell him, tell God about what's in your heart. Your gut level thoughts. Be open and honest and allow God to hear. See, it isn't that he doesn't know these things. He already knows them. We're the ones who need to be that open and transparent. And as we are open and transparent, God then can move in our lives. So we will remember to pray, because God is near. Amen? Amen. God bless you.